This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for being here. I have a very fun episode for you today. Not a lot to report. Uh, I don't think anything is going on. And I did mention a little while ago that I, I booked a really fun thing and uh, I couldn't really talk about it. And I still can't because it hasn't been officially announced publicly. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. Also be on the lookout for our newsletter. I slave over it. (laughs) I don't slave over it. I mean, I work hard on it and I I put it together thoughtfully. So I would love it if you subscribe to it. We have a link in the bio for that. Okay, today's guest is Jordan Yanko. And he is a great guy and also a really good coach. He's a dialect coach and we talk all things that. Let's get right to it. Here's my chat with Jordan Yanko. Jordan, thanks so much for being here. Um, we just had lunch at a barbecue place. Delicious. Here. Yeah. Uh, you're huge in the barbecue. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> would you say that's something you're as into as you are accents? Well, they, they go hand in hand, don't they? You know, food is love. Accent sure. is identity. So. Yeah, you were mentioning something when we were at lunch that when you ask people where where the good barbecue place is, that's really where their accent comes out. Think about it. If you're really passionate about your barbecue, you'd say, oh my God, the best place I ever had was this place. And got to get the ribs, got to get the brisket, pulled pork. And it's identity. So yeah. if you have somebody that really is a place for ribs, <laughs> fall off the bone, you got to go to this place. And you're being taken back to a place where yeah. you're thinking about passion and your your mom's home cooking and soul uh-huh. food and right so you don't have to think about your accent you're gonna be so authentic <laughs> oh about the barbecue oh it's like my mom we tease her uh when she has something she'll she doesn't say it's oh it was delicious she'll say i had this and it was delicious <laughs> i just emailed that to you i sent you an email that i'm here and the food looks delicious before <laughs> you <laughs> Well, she literally says she she drags it out. Um. Delicious. Yeah, I mean it's de delicious, kind of a schwa sound, but like you take it out delicious, and that that makes that food more enticing. Yeah, yeah, and she didn't even know she was doing that until my brother started teasing her about. It. Oh, that's great. Um, oh, the teasing. Why yeah. do we have to tease? Because now she think like, oh no, that's something that I do that I can't do. Well, thankfully, she didn't end up doing that. Thankfully, she she took it as uh, a. Gentle, loving ribbing. Good. Just I like, hope this she is keeps, what's adorable about you. Be, keeps being herself, exactly. <laughs> right. right. Because that's really what it is, you know? Accents are very interesting to me. And uh, another thing you mentioned earlier was that you were doing it as a kid, even. Like, how did you get into doing accents? Where, what piqued your in- interest? Oh, I've always been interested. I mean, we're surrounded by so much cartoons, media, everything. But as a kid, I was just watching TV and mimicking and listening to shows and mimicking my dad would listen to these very conservative radio programs bob grant and mm-hmm. and even rush limbaugh later but i would just like to listen and repeat and i i got this 
babbling instinct in my head early and my parents just let me run with it i was so grateful that they just were like okay yeah that's that's his thing you're gonna do it but yeah, they were Limbaugh always saying has a very specific way of talking he too. does before the oxy right <laughs> but but yeah he he definitely has a very measured right mm-hmm. kind of way but he um all of them really have distinct right kind and of personalities. That's why for they got there. Yeah, exactly. that's why they are known. That's why you know. And, who they and are. you want to kind of draw out the the characteristics, the quirks, mm-hmm. and those are the things that you can focus on mm-hmm. and kind of lean on. But everyone has a profile, and you can break down. So as a kid, even I was, oh, why is that? You know, why is Yoda? Talking this way, he's got he's got this rasp happening, yes, and he's got up and down and rasp to the voice. Also, direct object first in sentence, right? Hungry you are, right? So he's right. got a whole profile there, and I was kind of breaking these things down for myself. And as I grew up, my dad was like, "Get a real job," and so I got all these real jobs, and I found myself impersonating the bosses <laughs> to a T. And I'd always be the guy at the Christmas party, like. Right. Impression of that boss, and the bosses didn't like that. So I like doing impressions in college of other RAs and people like that. And <laughs> you know, I didn't get into so much trouble about it, but there were just people who had really unique speech patterns, and yeah. I'm not any expert about it, but it, it's it's stuff that's just like so. But you obvious. noticed it. You noticed. I it. noticed it because there was a guy who worked in a um, he worked in one of the cafeterias, and he was a big personality, and he had a very unique laugh. He would uh, he would. He would say something, and it was just like he'd laugh at himself. And uh, he would go, ha, 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 That was his laugh. Wow. And it was so big, and so, you know, he'd be like, blueberry pancakes, ha, 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 ha. He's like, all right. And it was always a triplet? Was it always in threes? Ha, 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 yep. ha, wow. yep. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something that you clearly <laughs> notice. And it's almost like you want to make stayed, that guy laugh. St- stayed in my brain for 20 oh, years, you know? Great. It's just there. But, yeah, so we, we all notice these things. We It's monkey see, monkey do. Like, mm-hmm. we all just repeat. And even if we can't get it the first time, we'll keep at it and kind of tweak this thing I guess until that's we what get babies it. are doing. They're sure. mumbling until they start actually forming the yeah, words. Yeah, like, you're not going to hear, mama, mama, and then go disestablishmentarianism right you're gonna say mama or just keep figuring it out until you get it right but that's what we're doing and and when we're mimicking we're building these skills Mm -hmm. to do an impression to do a good flattering homage of someone right exactly that was that was kind of how i got into it and then linguistics was the last piece because what i was doing i needed to explain to people so mm-hmm. i couldn't explain it and say be like me no that's not it so i wanted to have the tools to be able to explain what is this thing you're doing with your lips on teeth right vowels shaping right so that's linguistics was the last part and i'm always learning <laughs> i'm always so what when did you study it because you got real jobs as you said mm-hmm. did you go back to school to study it or like- i well so i wanted to mm-hmm. and i went to conferences i went to a lot of conferences and everyone at those conferences was saying don't necessarily you're doing it already you're a dialect coach mm-hmm. so i when i was teaching people so when i first started i was like okay i don't know you want to learn this accent i'll teach you but i didn't really know the right terms but i was getting paid for it and it was okay. kind of I already knew happening. how to do it. So I knew how to were, do it, but okay. the tools that I had were not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably great that I so it's sort next of like nothing. it's sort of like those famous musicians who they know how to play. Like Paul McCartney apparently says didn't he know how to read, read music. Yeah, right. But he could play it, right? Because you could just figure it out, figure it out, mm-hmm. and a lot of memorization. So he might memorize an entire Hey Jude song, but not know how to see it on a right on, on a, a staff score or, yeah. or whatever. So all these professors at the conference were saying. 
you could take a four-year degree with our school, but it sounds like you're already doing it. So all you need is to just supplement with this, the this, language, this. So it said, go read this book. Go see this podcast. Go go mm-hmm. talk to this person. And so I started building a community of people. And then whenever I needed to know something mm-hmm. and just in my free time learning things. So I got it. I did what I needed to do. And I'd say, oh, what is this thing? And then I'd fall down a rabbit hole. And mm-hmm. rabbit holes are the best. I recommend them for everyone. <laughs> you want to know one thing and you go down a rabbit hole, now you know five things. <laughs> and if you have the time, I, I recommend it. Sometimes you don't. So you have to limit your rabbit holes. But, you know, I that's that's how I did it because that was the last piece I needed. And then I had that tool to say, yes. So when you're doing a TH, right, in a Cockney accent, you say, think things through, that's TH fronting, right? Uh So now that's a tool that you can use and say, that's TH fronting. You can look that up, right? You can tangibly see this is what happens, right? So that was the last piece I needed. And then off to the races. Wow. Wow, that's something. And so it's just passion is what got you into this, really. I mean, a lot of people... When they when they try to figure, especially people in the entertainment industry, they figure out how how do they go about doing it? How do they get a career and all this kind of stuff? But it so much of it is well, just what are you passionate about, and just keep diving in and learning more about it. Yeah, I used to in the beginning. I was so afraid. You know, what if somebody comes to me and I don't know that accent? Mm-hmm. Now it's the opposite. I want that person to <laughs> to find something I don't know because now I'm going to learn it. Right, I'm going to take all the time, and, and it's such an interesting. It's such a liberating feeling to just say, you know what? I don't know that accent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to research it for you and put it together. Because that's what dialect coaches do. Dialect coaches put a whole package together for mm-hmm. you so you don't have to waste the time right? going on your YouTubes and everything and <laughs> going through bad people yeah, impersonating like, yeah, that accent and right. separating yeah, the, the real it, stuff but, from right. the fake stuff. Right. Oh, that's really great. That's really interesting. And we would say something like, here, I'll send you a clip. Mm-hmm. But not only that, I'll say, go to a minute and 47 seconds. Mm-hmm. Listen to the way he says goose. <laughs> right? It's more like goose. Right? So that's a Scottish accent. Like, you can have a yeah. whole Scottish clip, but then if you break it down and say, oh, these are the things that are really standing out. Mm-hmm. These are the words you want to hit if you're mm-hmm. doing a monologue or if you're improving or riffing. Right. So... These are the focal sounds of the accent. One thing I've sort of noticed, and this was somewhat going back to when I was in college and in an acting class and we did dialect and act, you know, a little bit. And, you, you know, they, they write out in their special way, like, oh, this vowel is pronounced this way. And so, you know, write it out this way so you can just know what vowel you're supposed to make. And it's just like memorizing Like a an IPA is the special way? Uh, I International guess, yeah. phonetic alphabet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so... That got that was good, but what tends to happen is it's almost like somebody just doing the technical side of playing an instrument, right? Like mm. you're a technician of of the instrument at that point. You're right. You're not really feeling anything. You're just making sure you hit this part of the word a certain way so you can technically do right. it correctly. You want to inhabit. Exactly. Right. You can't just take a saxophone course online and never touch a saxophone. Right, right. And that, so that's kind of something I, I see a lot when people do accents. It doesn't, they technically are doing it right, but they don't still feel like that person. What sort of things you see when you're watching a movie or TV show or even a stage performance where. It's something that maybe someone wants to clean up a little bit. It's like a common. I don't. I'm trying to avoid saying the word mistake, but it's just like that. 
that technical side that's not really inhabiting the person. Yeah, I mean, well, it all comes to down to time mm -hmm. when you have productions, especially of course. Yeah, the bigger the production, the bigger the time mm -hmm. you need to to really work on. But to inhabit that accent, you need some time to to live mm -hmm. in it, to breathe in mm -hmm. it, right? If you just have the technical aspects, then you know you have to do this thing whenever you see an R, but you're not really living it, mm -hmm. breathing it, inhabiting it, going to a pub and dropping some R's and see what happens. <laughs> Right, so that's that's the extra intangible thing that really sets the great from mm -hmm. the just okay, mm -hmm. is that they've had the time to really live it, to experience this thing, this tangible thing. Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, I, I, every place I visit, the accents are my souvenirs. So I go. Oh, nice. I, uh, <laughs> I just, I'd rather than getting a shot glass, I'd rather just listen to people speak and yeah. then write stuff furiously down <laughs> in my notebook. Oh my God, I heard them say this and this and this. So I can then bring that to mm -hmm. someone who wants to learn that accent. You know, I, I've had a theory for a long time about when I see something not quite sound right in a movie of, of someone's accent. It's like, it's almost like, uh, I'll say British. Okay. Right? Like, that's an accent that you hear people try a lot and a lot of British people complain about. <laughs> and and it is because they are technically getting certain things right, but it's almost like they don't hold their mouth the right way right. when they're talking the rest of the time. Oral posture is a yeah. big thing. And that has to, I assume that has to be a big reason. Like, I don't know if it's the weather or what. Like, I don't know the science of why people in some places speak a certain way, but there is still, like... There's just something about the way a British person speaks that is beyond the fact that they say schedule. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like, there's something else going on. And, you know, I've also seen a lot of bad Southern accents from sure, people. Sure. Well, if I can uh, open my jaw for a moment. So, basically, a British accent is more open, right? So, vowels are more open, right? So, American is pretty central, right? So, mm -hmm. you could pretty much do the accent with your teeth touching almost <laughs> i wouldn't recommend it uh unless you've had stitches but <laughs> british is more open right so now if you have more open vowels the jaw is a little allowed to hang a little bit mm -hmm. right so now you can hear that like when you say a i o and u it's more than just schedule i mean schedule is a great uh, shibboleth it's a great word that it's an outlier it stands out but um it's more than just opening the jaw it's also having technical phonetic things that happen sound changes uh, that happen but you can go over all of these and you can break it down and once you know what you're looking for it just opens up a whole new world <laughs> it's really you make it look so easy and i recently did a show i i'm in my mind infamously bad at accents <gasps> oh then we that's right it. right this is i'm glad uh, that we've met now because <laughs> uh, you can help me but there was a show where i i had an idea but to do the scene i had to be british mm, and okay. so i just went in and just tried to be very proper and i did a a very passable job with the accent okay it wasn't like I think a lot of times when someone does an accent poorly in the in a show, in an improv show, people are laughing partly at how bad it is. And, right. the, and the improviser is like, I know this is bad and I'm just going to lean, lean into, into the, the badness. Right. Right? So that's one way. Right. But this was better than that, which it was the best I'd ever done that accent i have no idea how i did it and i don't think i could do it again no, but you right know what? now you, but your instincts at the time are the same instincts now probably you haven't had any classes or coaching in between that you could probably do it again you went to a place mm -hmm. 
that British place, right? We all have one. Um, from all your exposure to all the things in your whole life, mm-hmm. you go to that place. And then whatever you can take from it is enough to kind of get the job get done. The it didn't sound like you. didn't mm-hmm. sound like baseline far, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But that's enough of a difference from what you are normally to be like, okay, he's doing an accent now. Right. And then the audience can subdivide that and say, okay, he's doing a British accent now, mm-hmm. right? Because he's doing these certain features that we all recognize from mm-hmm. our experiences collectively. <laughs> uh-huh. So improv, stand-up, that's one of the few places where you can attempt it and the audience fills in the gap, right? <laughs> you might go 70% British and the audience fills in the 30%. Right. So oh, yeah. That's yeah. a luxury that you don't have yeah. in the movies, in film and mm-hmm. TV, because when I coach movies and film and TV. It really has to be It has to be right. It has to be dead on. Right. Not just in the ballpark. It so throws me off when I'm watching like uh, I mean the to me the famously bad accents are um, uh, House of Cards Kevin Spacey's that is not a southern accent that exists outside of Gone with the Wind. <laughs> right. And it's yeah. certainly not Gaffney, South Carolina. Thank you. That would Thank that you. It, Hi, Haley. Hi, Haley, if you're listening. (laughs) Um, No, you know, like, I I just could not. And I'm, this is what I felt before anything problematic. I, part of the reason I stopped watching the show was because I was like, I just don't think I could take that accent anymore. And he's supposed to be from Gaffney, like, you know, give me a break. Right. So Um, that's, but you touched on something interesting. You said Gone with the Wind. So Gone with the Wind is way back. Way back. And in a different area of the South. Right. So that's, that's, the feeling that you got was a Gone with the Wind accent, right? <laughs> different time period. <laughs> so Different off, place. So <laughs> different, right? So that's just, you don't want to bring that to, mm-hmm. to the show. So I was never a big fan of, he's a, good, he's a good actor, but I was never a big fan of Andrew Lincoln's southern accent in Walking Dead. Yeah. There's something about yeah. it that's like, okay, he's doing a phenomenal job of losing his accent. Right. Because you, I it had no idea like, he was British. Right, exactly. But Hey, that's a great testament to Right, honestly, I thought he was a, a, an American from the north or some place that has a neutral <laughs> accent. And like, right. Oh, uh, yeah. neutral. There's no neutral accent. You know, we'll that's true. That's it. true. Yeah, I was actually... Well, so there's, no, so there's no neutral accent. Everyone has an accent, no matter what. Mm-hmm. But there's marked speech and unmarked uh-huh. speech. So there's... Some people have every single vowel they say. You can hear something going on, and it's interesting. But other people, you can just kind of have a regular accent that yeah. doesn't really have any features that are particularly... Right? Pronouncing mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. not mishmashing. So... And that Mark so that's Mark. incorrectly been defined as neutral. Yeah, neutral. I mean, when people say they want it, a lot of my foreign clients come to me and say they want a neutral accent. They uh-huh. want accent reduction, and I, that, I hate that term. Mm. Uh, people know of it as accent reduction, but really, that's so reductionistic. That's saying take away your terrible French right, accent right. and reduce it. To, <laughs> we never want you to reduce an right. accent. We want you to acquire another one. It's right. accent modification. We want to mm-hmm. modify this accent to be so basically i'm giving you another accent Mm -hmm. what that accent is is up to us we work out do you want an american accent right do you want like mel gibson lost his australian accent. a lot of people don't know he's actually australian and you have to if you go back to one of his early movies even lethal weapon one you can kind of hear Mm. his australian at times yeah but now you never hear any australian i would say yeah unless you pull him over then But no, I, I, it's a testament to all these guys, and, and it's hard to learn an accent. But if you put in the time, mm-hmm. if you make it fun, mm-hmm. if you do something, a little bit of something every day, like working out, you can see incredible results. Even the slightest little thing 
You started down this path. Uh-huh. I want to learn an accent. That's a tremendous. I, I cut you off a, a minute or so ago when we were talking about like the bad accents that I had, I had pointed out before we got into the neutral. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, can you finish that thought? I don't know. Oh, yeah. So so with Andrew Lincoln, um, it's, it's interesting because he, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that in the script... So they wanted him to say Carl, right? His son, Carl. Carl. Right? So Carl, <laughs> Carl. So they, I heard, I don't know if this is true, that they wrote C-O-R-A-L in his scripts so that he would say Carl, Carl. And it worked. He's definitely saying Carl. So if he's British, Carl, Carl. Is gone. Right? right? There's no R at all. You want to have some R there because he's not like an R-dropping southerner. Right, right, back right. The so... <laughs> It's still modern day. I think it's present day, right? Yeah. Walking Dead. So you want him to have Ish. the R's. But so one good trick is if you're British and you really can't put in your R, pretend there's a vowel after it. Mm-hmm. Because they would say far and away the best, right? This mm-hmm. this P, this is far, this is far and away, right? So if you have a, a vowel after it, they would put the R in. It's one of the R rules in, in British. I did not know that. So they, they usually drop the R when it's final. So like car. They would say mm-hmm. car. But if you said car and driver, so now the R is back because you have a vowel after it. Also, R before a consonant. Card. Would you like to play cards? Mm-hmm. Right? But if you said, um, uh, so yes, card has already the D after it. So there's the, the vowel. Mm-hmm. Same thing happening. But yeah, so what they did for him was they put coral. And then he got this nice quality of coral. <laughs> so it kind of sounds like Carl. It's not the right. same thing. He would actually have to do Carl. <laughs> and that's a little harder, but it seems to to understand that he's saying Carl. Right. That's the right. whole point. I get that now. And it gives me a little... Because that, that word, that name, him saying that name was the biggest thing yeah. for people, I think. Carl. That was sort of like, that seems too forced. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's going to... You know... And I don't. You're from Jersey, North Jersey. I'm from North Bergen, New Jersey. And isn't that Northeast. where House the House MD was set? No, that was in Princeton, I think, wasn't that? Oh, okay. Plainsboro. There was a whole hospital there. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, she's actually from there. I just okay. got married. She's oh, from your wife. She's is from, from there. Princeton, okay, okay. Plainsboro. I think it was from there. The actual I can't hospital. Recall. Well, I was meaning just like the the character House. I thought was maybe from Jersey, but I could be. He could have been Pennsylvania. Hugh Laurie. No, He's no, 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 the character. The character. Oh, oh, I don't yeah. know. Um, I thought you were going to say Hugh Laurie's. But that's the thing. He is an amazing... He's one of the best. He I is still so to this day, good. He's one of the best. And he's a comedy duo, right? Fry and Laurie. Right. So he's been doing this for a while, and mm-hmm, he's really mm-hmm. been playing and experiment. He's been in the sandbox for a long time. <laughs> he's He, I think, maybe has not just the best um, non-American to American accent, but just the best at... <laughs> doing an accent i mean like he's so un- deep it- man i just finished watching deep uh, there's okay. no hint of a british accent <laughs> on uh hugh my goodness uh he's he's incredible um what are some of the things so you've done a bunch of the we were talking about this earlier you've, you've been able to work with a lot of people on a lot of different projects yes um and you mentioned that you like the indie projects the the most but uh, for, for things like um, working with Al Pacino. Yeah, that was fun. What was that on? That was fun. That was a movie called The Pirates of Somalia. It was Evan Peters and mm-hmm. Al Pacino. And he had a line in Somali that he had to learn. <laughs> he didn't speak in Somali. Um, but it's funny because the character in the movie says, 
He says the line, and Evan Peters is like, what does that mean? And he says, it's Somali for hello. You better learn it, right? So, so like, he has to learn it before he learns. But it's, it's a common, you might have heard it, so it's it's a, a Muslim greeting. Mm-hmm. Americans say, assalamu alaikum. Mm-hmm. But really, we wanted the Somali, assalamu alaikum. Oh. So he had to get from assalamu alaikum to assalamu alaikum. So I was like, oh, hmm, how wow. can I integrate this into someone who doesn't really... Do dialect work a lot. So I said, he's a nice guy. I like him. I like him. So he said, Asalamu, I like him. And that was great. And then it kind of, it was better than when he started. It's like a, a trick somebody gave us about how to do an Australian accent. If you want to say, um, oh, here we go. Uh, rise up lights. Was yeah, that, that was it. Yeah, I get yeah, that a lot. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. So yeah, a couple of things there. The P has to become a B. Right. right. So rise up lights. Right? But it's the, you're in the it's general close. area. It's close. Rise up lights. And people are like, rise up lights? What? Am, rise up lights? Rise up lights? Rise up lights. So the D. Right. right? And the B. But mm-hmm. even if you said like, rise up lights, now you're still in the zone, right? Rise right. up lights. <laughs> but they, yeah, I've heard that one and I've heard the Irish one. What's the Irish the one? The Irish one is, uh, yeah, let me write it for you. If you said this, if you oh, said... Oh, is that the side? I won't, I won't read the top of that. Yeah. This is, this is, if you say this line, here, I'll, I'll turn it off for you. I don't know. Is this an explicit podcast? Because it's about yeah, to be. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So, uh, well-oiled beef hooked. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and what is... Well-oiled beef hooked. Oh, well, it'll be fucked. Okay, okay. But it's the it's this vowel here that makes well it. Well-oiled be fucked. Oil. Right? Well, so, oil. well-oiled be fucked. Well, so it's not necessarily fucked. oil. That's right. too far. That's like full pirate. You're going full pirate. But because uh, <laughs> the pirate accent really I takes I guess a lot of southerners far. say ol. Ol, right? But you want an oi. Oi. Right, right. Well, a couple of the guys who, the crew that works here in this building that we live in, Justine and I, girlfriend of the show, they're from Ireland. Oh, cool. They have a very, very strong, they've been living here for decades. Oh, man, I some accent recordings. I can get them to read some stuff for me. No, if they're, I don't hopefully they'll be out there when we leave. Um yeah, there's dialect passages that mm-hmm. we... So as dialect coaches, we have dialect passages that have uh-huh. all the sounds in the English language in it. In a little short paragraph. It's genius. <laughs> and so if you read this paragraph, I get everything I need. And I can coach you on every single sound. It's much more efficient than picking up a Wall Street Journal or something. <laughs> dialect passages have everything in it. That's dope. Um, so this among the cool things you've been on or worked with, you've been on Sesame Street? Did oh you work God. on Sesame Street? No, I Street? was on it as a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was as a kid. I was three years old. Oh, and that's I amazing. I the show. It's my dad basically brought me in and said, uh, my kid's cute. And they're like, we get that a lot, sir. And he's like, well, my kid's cute. And he can read the New York Times. And he plopped on the New York Times. And I read it. Like, <laughs> markets are volatile. Like, oh, my God. Does he play well with others? Yes. Uh, and so I opened the show. I had a whole sketch with Maria. Then oh, I did wow. Grouch Coteers. I had, like, four sketches. That's very cool. Episode, Can someone find it online? Episode or? number 1990. Not the year 1990, but the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. And that was That's my cool. first foray into, like, a set and reels. I had to be <laughs> say my lines. And we had well, cue cards. You mentioned um, Yoda earlier, played yeah. by Frank Oz. That's who also right. famously did a lot of the game. Fozzie right. Bear. Grover. Like, Grover, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, so, well, that's cool. I didn't know that was the experience. Um, yeah, it was great. I That was... Uh, 
that was I was very young, and my dad had already been making me memorize Disney Robin Hood and <laughs> Disney Little Mermaid and all these things. So I had these mimic things that I was and memorizing lines. So that was the first question they asked: was Can he play well with others, and can he memorize lines? And my dad was like, Yeah, he memorized all these Disney things. <laughs> so I still have you know, every time someone sings "Part of That World" from Little Mermaid, I'm like, Oh! <laughs> and oh, it blew my mind when I found out that Sebastian the Crab wasn't really Jamaican. Like, what? <laughs> Speaking of doing other accents, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, like you, I get the impression from you that you enjoy this so much so much that even when you watch a television show you're not taken out by your brain doesn't take you out of just enjoying it it's almost like it makes you enjoy it even more that you're noticing all these things maybe on a deeper level than the average person yeah i have two different ways of watching shows i have a way that i like to just let myself go Uh i'm off duty you know i'm just watching it for a story i love a good story Mm -hmm. and accents help tell that story Mm -hmm. but if i'm taken out of it so I might say like, okay, fine, I get it. You're not really from there, but I'm still gonna enjoy this story, uh-huh. right? Let me just turn off my dialect coach brain and just enjoy a good show, you know? Um, that's the way I like to watch uh, stuff. But if I'm being technical and I say, all right, what is what needs to be fixed about this? Mm-hmm. What was the reason? What was the sound exactly that took you out of it and said that person's not? Because that's a sweater. That's a thread mm-hmm. that's unraveling the whole sweater. Because now you're going to keep listening. Right. And you're going to say, what else can I find this? Uh, see, you see, he's not really. Right. So that's what we want to avoid as dialogue right. coaches. We want to focus on those sounds. And I'll circle it on a script. I'll be like, there's your R. It's coming up in two lines. You know you have to hit it. Right. That's interesting. So it is a little bit, I guess, of... Uh like I watch something and I see so much comedy that I start watching it just with my brain. And yeah, your comedy brain. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of times, you yeah, it does like I guess kick in if they're doing a good job. It can either make you just forget that you're watching something. That's the ideal, mm-hmm. right? It, people stop judging after the mm-hmm. first after you get hit on the head with maybe five sounds that are good. You're like, okay, I get it. I'm not. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna turn off judge brain now. I'm gonna take off my robes, retire to my chambers. I don't have to be a judge anymore. I can just watch a show. But if you hear one thing that's a little off, you might be like, wait, judge has to stick around for a little bit, right? Here come the judge. I have to like see. Here come the judge. Um, but you want to have that situation where it's just a story. You're just sitting mm-hmm. back and enjoying a nice story. And the I've accent. heard it, it's got to be tough when it's a movie that the characters are Russian or <laughs> something where like all of them are Russian. They wouldn't be speaking English, but it's a movie that's <laughs> it's just for understood an American to audience, be, yes. so they're all speaking English. Yes. Does that is that like a mind freak or something? Like yeah, I mean it's it's basically. That's a choice that's made, right? Because we could have them all speaking English with Russian accents, but it has to be in the story somehow. It has to make sense. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, why would you put it in the story if it doesn't belong there? That's even more jarring. It's going to take more it's so That's the thing. Because yeah. uh, there was some movie um, that Harrison Ford did, and he himself was making fun of the fact that they're all speaking English, even mm. though they're all supposed to be. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and I guess, what was that movie with... Um, Tom Cruise, where it was German. Valkyrie? Valkyrie, yeah. yeah. But at least in that one, it starts in German, and then they just slowly... Like, he's writing a letter, and so okay. it's just like his inner monologue like the of what voiceover, he's writing. Yeah. Right, and so it's in German, and then it just slowly creeps into um, just English. Yeah. <laughs> and and I was like, you know what? 
I appreciate that because they address why all of these sure. people. They addressed it. They they took. <laughs> they gave like, a little hey, nod, a filter, little wink to the right. audience to say like, okay, we know you're. Let's just say what you're already thinking. <laughs> Those are great because you don't want to. If it's not addressed, then it's like, come on, man. You expect me to. So at least if you address it right away, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, there it is. Does or, it throw like, you off a bunch when you're watching something? It's like, yeah, but they wouldn't be. Well, but that's like that's the screenwriter brain, you know. Right, it's like, oh, right. what, you hey, want to turn that off, right? but that I want to turn that off. I'm mm-hmm. off duty. I'm just watching a good story. Entertain me, right? Here we are now. Entertain us. <laughs> um, the Americans did an interesting thing because that was supposed to be the Russian agents in America, so they wouldn't be speaking Russian. And if they did, rarely, right? Like, because yeah, I'm undercover. Like, I don't want to be like, right. oops, you know. So. I thought that was a very clever way to, to do it because yeah. then you'd... I mean, they do speak Russian later, mm-hmm. but in the beginning, it's like they're undercover. Why would they ever would be speaking they? Ru- right. their, their mother tongue? <laughs> you know, now they're just doing such a good job of being American. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that guy is, is Welsh. Oh, so, really? Oh. Yeah. And he, um, it, he, does a, he does a very good job, I, I, I must say. Um, but <laughs> there's four words that... That really trip, them up. trip up, well, both ways, folks going across the pond mm-hmm. and folks coming to America, mm-hmm. of what was from. Okay. They're little words. They're little connector words. And people forget that across the pond, of what was from. An American, of what was from. Right. Big difference. Right. So you might hear him say, like, oh, man, uh... I just don't know where this was from, mm. right? So, like, that's one word that's a little bit... Even if it's one word, if it says, like, wait, you want me to do what? That doesn't fit with the rest of the... So, and again, sometimes it's hard. You don't have enough time to, to practice it and right. really drill Especially, it. Especially, I guess, it, that can fall through the cracks because it's yeah. small Yeah, and words. that's a difficult show because it's script week after week after week. Right. So, uh, it's... What are the most common things that you see that are, like, you know... Mistakes, I guess. <laughs> Common mistakes. Uh, it depends on the accent, really. But yeah. I mean, all of what was from is is a big one. Sometimes the R's, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the R that isn't even there. So mm-hmm. when you say um, the sheer idea of it, right? There's no R in idea of, but that R might creep in because mm-hmm. the next word starts with the vowel. So right. it's the same thing. Like if you said pizza, that's fine. But if you said pizza and beer. So that R just creeps in there. And we do that in New York, too. I got some idea of what I'm talking about. <laughs> right, right. So that's a New York thing. And if you think about the colonization, mm-hmm. all across oh. that eastern seaboard, England is New England. Right. New York, New Amsterdam. So all those places, and even the South has a lot of overlap with British. England. Yeah. And I heard that if you're doing um, Shakespeare... It really should probably be closer to the way Southern speak. Oh, the should. There's the should again. <laughs> you could do Shakespeare however you want. Yeah. Just honor and then, the then bard. And don't his... do it this way. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, there was a big... Wasn't it always like this fun way? This right, thing. that was the way people do and it. And now there's a whole, you know, why? Why do it that way? Do it right. however you want. As long as you're honoring his iambic pentameter and the whole characters. Obviously, yeah. That's yeah. really at the heart of the Shakespeare, not mm-hmm. necessarily the accent. And, mm-hmm. and again, no accent is better than mm-hmm. another accent. I just believe it's it's the message. If the message gets across the first time, who cares? Yeah, I mean, it's that's my connection. attitude, too. Yeah, um, I'm not a Shakespeare person, so I, I can't say how it anything about what should be or should not be or who cares. Uh, should, We're far out 
Thai rum, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to speaking English, across the globe, are there any sort of characteristics that are more common than others? R's. <laughs> we need R's, uh, unless you're in an accent that doesn't have the R's. So, mm-hmm. like, Boston might drop their R's, mm-hmm. right? Uh, New York definitely <laughs> drops R's. Listen to Barney, right? Barney <laughs> Sanders. <laughs> Millionaires. Billionaires. Um, but R is, is basically a... We like to pronounce our R's, unless we're an accent that doesn't. Right. Um, so that's, you, a, that's a unique trait. That's an American thing, mm-hmm. yeah. We're also doing this thing where we make the t's into d's sometimes like mm-hmm. letterman there's no d in letterman but <laughs> david letterman so if you have and it doesn't even need to be a double t it could be like italy or water right like that becomes a d and it's because of the stress that that word is stressed so it's kind of a light d you don't have to say water um or letterman you are very pretty um that would be more of, of an aspirated t that's more of a british yeah. thing right, right you're right. so pretty Mm-hmm. David Letterman, mm-hmm. but you still drop that R for British. But yeah, that's that's an American thing, and yeah, I mean, there's, it's very central, right? It's culture to schwa, right? yeah. so we don't yeah. have our our open jaw like British, right? We don't right. have our open jaw like British, so it's very. I mean, you could by all means mm-hmm. have an an American that's talking like this with a very open <laughs> mouth. But that would be a characterization. That would be like a, <laughs> right. almost a parody. What? Why are you talking like? <laughs> what is what is like the hardest jump to make? So the hardest jump is the sounds that you're not used to. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to learn a Vietnamese accent, which mm-hmm. has some glottal stuff, or Klingon, or Elvish, <laughs> something that think about something that has different sound inventory uh-huh. than English. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russian's hard. Asian languages are hard. Mm-hmm. Right? They have tones also. Mm-hmm. So the hardest jump is the sounds you're not used to. Now you have to learn the sounds, which is not it's not impossible. It's just right. not going to take an hour. <laughs> but learn the sounds, then practice it, practice it, and then listen to the intangibles. Listen to those clips and see how it weaves. There's a musicality to every accent. There's mm-hmm. an oral posture to every accent. There's little things that, focal points of that accent that kind of hold it together. So... It's you can think of a stool, you know, there's different legs of the stool that all come together to be one accent. Or you could think of it as a cake. It's a layer cake that all comes together to form an accent. But the the hardest ones are the ones where you've had no experience right. making that sound. Uh, where you have absolutely no you've never read the script before, you don't know what you're you're just going in cold, right? Uh-huh. That's the worst nightmare for a dialect coach. I had a guy oh. on set that was doing that and never learned Hebrew in his life. And action and what? So I sent tapes. You didn't get the tapes? Oh, um, wow. No. I heard um Antonio Banderas when he did his first movie in mm. America, he didn't really know what he was saying. Oh. He just learned how to say it. <laughs> what it really meant so he had those lines mm-hmm. he had a script which mm-hmm. is always a luxury if you have mm-hmm. the script <laughs> and you don't have to riff and then he just learned how to say it mm-hmm. wow well I mean think about um, you know Schwarzenegger when he first came here mm-hmm. he was had to learn English mm-hmm. he was Austrian mm-hmm. so he would just practice his drills every day I mean fantastic 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 over and over and over again um, but then he just got to a point where he was just Overdoing ubiquitous everything. like yeah. he was it was like who cares? Just be you. And that's, right. I always say that's the best yeah. thing. You know, he, so there's really no... 
when I ask, like, you know, what's the hardest jump, it really isn't, uh, it's harder for Americans to do British than it is for British to do American. Like, that's, is that not really a thing? Or? No, it's not, it's not really, okay, so like, here's, that's a great topic, because basically it comes down to exposure. So, right. think about, if you're trying to be, if you're an American, trying to learn a British accent, mm-hmm. you will need that exposure somehow. Mm-hmm. Either you'll start now, or you've already had it. Mm-hmm. British television versus American television. So now if you're British mm-hmm. and you're coming over to do American accent, same thing. You'll either need that exposure now. You better start watching The Office, the American <laughs> version, and get that exposure. If you've had it already, then you've got subconsciously you've got these tools there. to work right, with. It's right. not such a big leap. Like, mm-hmm. this is the first time I'm ever seeing this. So it's the same. You, it's not harder to learn one than the other. It's just that the exposure. How mm-hmm. much exposure do we... So, Australian, right, is another example. So, why is it so hard for an American to learn an Australian? It's not. You just need exposure. <laughs> uh-huh. It's teach you like any other accent. But Australians, they might have exposure to American television. Mm-hmm. They might have all these cool shows that they like to so watch. So much, and so much music sure. um, uh, people can be exposed to. But I guess it's lost a little. Uh, so many people in in uh, Britain listen to American music. And that's how they got into it. Yeah. So when uh, they sing their songs, it's not there as much. Oh, like you don't really hear it as much for I some people. I love this. De- okay, this is a, a debate. It kind depends of. on the person. Like you can hear it that thing is English. Yes. Yeah, so it depends on their. It's that harder with influences. Rod Stewart to hear it. Yeah. So so. Well, Rod Stewart's singing standards, so he's singing other people's songs. But so, for example, well, I mean, like even his like some guys have all the luck. I didn't hear that as I didn't realize. He but was... did you hear him say some guys or some guys? <laughs> so he's dragging out it. Yeah, but I wouldn't have noticed that so much. I would have so, thought he was just singing. Yeah. So <laughs> they say sometimes that when you sing, you don't have an accent. But of course you do. You do, but think about it. So you hear it in the Beatles. It's their, it's their. Well, yeah. So it's their influences, right? So right. if people are influenced by the Beatles, mm-hmm. they're gonna. Oh man, I want to be just like right. So how do they pronounce their vowels? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. does uh, maybe I'm crazy? It's not crazy, <laughs> right? That's a passionate singing thing, and that's allowed. You're allowed to just Absolutely, be whatever, right? So, but you can still hear it. So yeah, in the Beatles, that, it's a great example. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the song "A Day in the Life." That is just so many features of that song. Remember we talked about the pizza and beer? Right. I saw a film today. Oh, oh boy. Right? Yeah. So there's that. Um, woke up. Get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Right? So instead of getting better. Woke up. Yeah. Better. <laughs> without the R. Right. Um, yeah. Any, any time you hear that, you can either emulate that or you can say, oh, I don't want to do that. Right. Well, like when the RCA commercial, television commercials, uh, had a jingle artist sing Getting Better, yeah. they said, getting better. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they didn't say better. getting better. Well, they you getting better, getting right. better right. all the time. Right. But they, they did the R pretty hard in the jingle. Because they like, wanted to appeal to, America. to an American audience. Because mm-hmm. if you said better... Wait a minute, what's like, happening who, here? Who's who? selling me this? And then, so they, isn't that they bizarre that they buy a product? This, right. right. But it's so funny because they were they were utilizing the audience, the buying uh, popular baby boomers. Yeah. They were utilizing baby boomers' love of the Beatles right. to sell this thing to them. Oh, but man. yet they were Americanizing yeah. it. So it's like, there wait was a another, second. I forgot the product. So bad commercial. <laughs> but there was a product where... He, uh, the, this guy was giving a speech uh-huh. and he was like, uh, 
he got juju eyeballs right he's like i know him you know me one thing we've got is we got to be free and then so some other guy obviously recognized it he's like come together um but like, come on you give a speech one of the most famous beatles songs people are gonna be like why are you plagiarizing the beatles? right right but i guess they were appealing to those same baby boomers exactly yeah um so yeah, it's this big debate that people lose their accent. They when don't. They, of it's course just they that don't. they're more conscious of it, mm-hmm. or it's their influences. You know, who right. did you like? Or did you like Bono? Right. So then maybe you might say like uh, in that song Vertigo. Right. Mm-hmm. He says, "Just give me what I want, and no one gets hurt." Right. You can right. hear that nice like um, the cranberries. Oh, I love that that song right. Zombie. Mm-hmm. It's the same old team since nineteen. <laughs> you can hear her accent. Right. Um, oh, Dolores, I miss her. Oh gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, you can absolutely hear accents in all this. Oasis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and after all, <laughs> tell me that that doesn't have an accent. Right, right. Um, uh, I think Coldplay has it. Chris Martin has yeah. an accent. Yeah, You've you certainly the don't. Stars. No mm-hmm. R. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, and it is like you look at influence. Like Rod Stewart, he wanted to sound like Sam Cooke. Okay. And um, I mean, he said that, and. Who were the Cold, who's Coldplay's influence? Radiohead and uh, you know Travis, all these exactly. British acts. So of course exactly. he's it's what you're exposed to, and it's okay saying. to be and it's British, okay, right? So he's gonna let his British flag <laughs> right. fly. Whatever your accent is, it's okay. Exactly. Right. You're, there's no better accent than any other one. Right. Right. I think Some that was before might... we were on air when you stressed that, but I just want to mention that here. Yeah, yeah like there's people no... don't need to feel bad about their southern exactly. accent. Right, accent is identity. So mm-hmm. if you hear something, oh, wow. What? So some people can just speak, and mm-hmm. he's, they say, oh, my God, where, where are you from? That's so, <laughs> so exotic, right? And now it's a story you can tell. But if you don't want to have that response every time you open your mouth, then you might want to look into... What accent well, the, do you lead with? I was in in, in college and took a trip uh, with some some of my best friends, and one of them he's got a very bassy voice. He's, uh, he was on the podcast, Jim Hendrix. Oh, okay, Jimmy Hendrix. Yes, I've heard of the guitar player. <laughs> well, of course he gets that all yes. the time. He's a bass player, ah, Jim Hendrix, okay. but he has a very deep voice. And we were uh, at the beach, and we met some somebody who's from New Jersey, and we were talking. He was like, "You guys have such." Thick accents, and we we're like, "Ooh, not like you." <laughs> it's like, how... were you down ashore at the time? <laughs> was like, what are you? Right, it was so funny that when she was like teasing us about our accents, it was like, "You have an accent." You yeah. Know that, right? I, so I, I used to. So I, I dated uh, this girl. Oh, hi, Steph. If you're listening, <laughs> I dated this girl in uh, Minnesota for a while, and uh, she was like enamored by my jersey accent she's like say that again it's hot as balls in here it's like yeah it's hot as balls in here right so she's like oh my god i love the way you talk and i'm like well you've got an interesting thing going on right, too. she's like we do yeah. not talk like that i was like actually yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no um but yeah it's it's just flavor it's identity. right it's a, yeah exactly it's flavor it's spice it's something nothing wrong with that nothing, nothing wrong with a little wrong. spice you know i've always sort of prided myself in not sounding as southern as other people mm. um because amongst other southerners it's not a very thick accent right um although you might be tempted to to let it fly of when you talk to other people just okay certainly comes out more at certain times place, i can right. just let my southern right come out y'all i think it's just like people automatically there are people who will just 
shit on the South. You know, like, they're just like, oh, Southern accents, you're a dummy. And so, you know, there's so much of that that happens that it's sort of like, uh, you want to, like, no, I don't have an accent. It's like, no, it's you have such a thick Southern accent. It's like, no, I don't. Like, yeah, like, that's not that's not fair. Because <laughs> um, you're just now because now you're putting someone in a box. Right? Yeah, it's the Southern box. Right. But right, there's right. so much more to me than the, this box. You know? <laughs> right. And so I, I I appreciate you saying you know it's just who you are. It's just you know it's not bad. It's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, because it's making me feel better about just being what I am. Of course. Uh, you've listened to a few episodes. I have. And you I have, wanted to get the theme. You've of this written episode. down some features that I have. Sure. Um, and I, so I'm, before you go over them. Oh yes. Okay. I want to guess. Oh okay. What you what All you right. potentially wrote down. So let's do it. Um, I can string things together. Sometimes. Okay, that wasn't one of them, but I okay. want to hear about this. What do you mean? Uh, sometimes, if I'm editing, I might repeat something. That's probably something that, that could be something else. Like, I'll say it, and then I'll say it again, because I know it's the first time. Oh, gosh, I couldn't give a great example off the top of my head. Oh, okay. But uh, so, do you mean you'll say the same thing I'll twice? repeat it, yeah, because go the first the papers, time I'll get notice the Well, it's <laughs> that the first time I say it, I'll notice that uh, something was jumbled up about it. Okay. And so when I'm editing, especially if I am laying out a point and I start to say something and then I sort of course correct or something like that. Oh, interesting. The beginning of a sentence will be a good lead into the question, Hmm. but then I land the question better after having started the question. So I want to cut out the fumbled part. Okay. And what I realize is that oftentimes it's hard for me to cut out the fumble because I will put things together too much. I don't and so, know and if I do that's the opposite. Southern thing. <laughs> no, I don't mean a southern thing, just a Jason thing. Oh, oh no, I was talking specifically oh, about specifically southern, southern things. things. Yes, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I've, I mean, who knows? <laughs> um, for it comes to the specific southern things. Oh I no, stringing know, things together like, and even repeating things. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that's uh, an every person. And every, well, so it's been made famous with Yiddish, mm-hmm. like, like uh, you hurt my feelings, my feelings, you hurt, right? So that's <laughs> right, the right. Jewish repeat. Yeah, I guess. So one thing is there are times where I might say something really fast, but then there are other times where I will uh, stretch it out a little bit more like Obama does. You know? ah, okay, okay. And that, it's in that stretching out that I probably have more of the Southern traits. Oh, no, I was Dropping Gs, I drop a lot of Gs. Everyone can do that. You've got some, you've got some delicious Southern Okay, all features. right. Well, I was wrong about everything. You weren't wrong. No, no, you, so, again, you weren't wrong. These are Jason things. Okay. But in the, in the umbrella of Jason, mm-hmm. there is a delicious southern flavor that comes I think along. One thing that I have noticed people uh, mention. Okay, oh, um, just said it again. You said one of those words that I. Did I have one that thing I've noticed people mention. I'm going to write was it that? down here. Yeah. Um, there we go. I have it was that I go, uh, this isn't a southern thing, this is probably a Jason See, thing. Again. Is that sometimes <laughs> I can go up, up at the talking? end. Right. Well, obviously, up talking is not. I had never a really heard thing, anyone right? do. I mean, like you've true. never heard like someone else do up talking. Like they're not necessarily from the south, but like they could be from the south. I can't remember what he said, but a friend of mine did an impression of me at a roast uh, uh, of me and Justina, and he did it. Uh, I was did like, you mean girlfriend of the show? Girlfriend of the show. Okay. Just saying, thank you. Um, giving her the proper treatment, and uh, and he as soon as he did, it, I was like, I absolutely do that. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And then and. Ex of mine has an ex girlfriend of the show. Yeah, <laughs> well, the show had already uh, existed well after, but um, uh, she's a great person. But she she has perfect pitch. 
And oh, so what a she curse. Would, what a curse <laughs> it is, yeah. And I think she said that I sort of tend to be at like a C or something like that. I was like, okay, I don't a know. A C? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know. Like, it was very interesting that she pointed that out. Wow. I'm just uh, going to keep writing the, then, the, the words in this one feature that keep happening again and again and again. And one of my best friends is a speech pathologist Ooh, so he's gonna okay, have to you know okay. he's got to be sure. listening so i'm definitely gonna tell him to listen to it and he's um, so i'm interested yeah. in hearing what he has to say about what you are about to tell me sure well i'm so speech pathology deals with different things. disordered speech right. mm-hmm. and stutters and things mm-hmm. like that and the there's an overlap sure but there's a lot that you two don't do. yeah so he a speech pathologist wouldn't be the best person to coach you on an accent because if there's no course, reason right, to right, right, right. go to so you go to see a speech pathologist mm-hmm. to fix but you speech. both will notice patterns yes yeah. well maybe i don't or know features this i don't know let's see okay so the first <laughs> the biggest thing i hear on on the jason accent is you have a pin pen merger so what does that mean i have a, i'll tell you right now these are all linguistic terms that you can look up thanks to linguistics um <laughs> so this is a pen that i'm holding here and if i were to say Pen, I have an eh sound. A P-E-N. If I had a safety pin, pin. that's a different P-I-N, sound for yeah. me. I have a pin-pen split because I have a different... I have pen-pin, uh-huh. right? But in the South, it's a pan and a pan, right? <laughs> it's a merger that's together. So you... And so I say both. You have said delicious Before words said, yeah. like went and remember and mention and... Tend like I tend to. That's a pin pen merger. So if you were me, you would say tend. I tend to right. But a southerner would say I tend. So tend almost yeah. like tender, right? So it's a it's a merger. Um, that's a huge southern uh, all across the board. Like I know southern has different parts. But, right. Of course. That's a of course. southern. That is a very southern, southern thing. Is y'all. Yeah. That's a thing. Right. Um, no, I am uncomfortable. <laughs> no. No. Sorry. I didn't mean no, to. No. I know you're not. No, but don't be uncomfortable. The- that's that's a that's a thing that you should be proud of because it's uh, identity. It's so uh-huh, right uh-huh. away if someone hears that they'll be like, "Oh, I do that too." Wait, mm-hmm. we're both from the south. I love this guy, right? So that could happen, <laughs> or it could be like, "Oh, I heard that interesting thing that I don't do." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's worth noting. Oh, right. maybe he's from the south, right? So that's a if you if you know anything about these features, right away you gravitate right. to that, and that's the easiest thing to <laughs> to notice. You also have an interesting. Uh, you drop some T's after ends, mm-hmm. so a word mm-hmm. like sentence mm-hmm. or hunter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I went to Hunter College mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. Hunter College. Right. Um, that's an interesting feature. Right. Not necessarily a southern myself. feature, but it it does kind of come from there, and it moved all the way up to New York, right? So um, if you had yeah, so a word like twenty, right? You might uh-huh. not say twenty, right? right? 20. twenty. I say twenty a lot. Yeah, and and 22. the E would become an E. Twenty. 20 because it's pen pen merger Anna (laughs) then you had another interesting thing you had uh, so let's talk about the there was a guy you mentioned on the Meg podcast I believe his name is spelled H-A-R-R-I-S-O-N Harrison yes right that's the guy and and I heard Harrison oh so there's three different sounds there's I got married (laughs) there's the Virgin Mary and there's Merry Christmas so often in the south these kind of get mixed mixed up right so you might say Harrison instead of Harrison right but but that's not where's Harrison Ford not Harrison Ford exactly Harrison Ford right so my way is not correct it's just another way 
But that's but what I, I'm saying. Accents I am are great. old enough to know that Courtney Cox is from Alabama and she worked to lose her accent. And yeah. I say, because that's what the industry wanted. So I'm, it's like uh. drilled in my brain. It's like, okay, these are things I need to change. But oh, you're no, not you saying that. You don't need that. to change. You just be yourself. And that is the third thing that you just said. I love how these words are blending together. So you said the word drilled, but there was a dark L before drilled. So you get drilled, drilled. Ah. Right? So I wrote down dark L. You said the word adult before, mm-hmm. and the L just kind of disappeared. Adult. Uh, adult. Yeah. It's a dark. It's still there, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's not like adult on the right. palette. So those all things together is a nice accent profile oh, of, interesting. of Jason Fox. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. How do you feel? You just had your fortune told. <laughs> well, it definitely are, there are things where it's like, oh, I, I should drop doing that. I should, <laughs> no, I should no. It's, it's, um, there's nothing better or worse. Than, I know. I just know. Just be you. Right. We That's love how you I need as to be. you. That's how I need to be. You know? Um, I think what if I'm acting, then I probably need to say adult. Unless it's a southern <laughs> role, then you want right, to be Right, or they just want pants. you to be you. Yeah. Right, right. For sure. But even you being you might not be as southern as the role might demand mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you want to punch up your southern you mm-hmm. want to hit all these things and this is one of the things what's the difference between um some of these things where it's like uh, maybe how a word is pronounced versus accent like does that mm. make sense because i think part of the reason why i would say i don't really have much of an accent it's because it's not real twangy <laughs> well accent is a manner of pronunciation right, right. so it just mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can take that up to a 10 <laughs> that's the twangy thing you yeah, just did okay. right like all the way to a 10 like y'all know that this guy is southern right so but normal right. speed you want to live around a five right i always say because then you have room to go up right. you have room and to room take to away uh-huh even right so jason is probably about a three okay you know Tens all the way up here, mm-hmm. right? If you're Jason, so that's why, like, I that matches with how I feel. Yeah, like, I would say I'm around like a three or yeah. four. So when when people are like, your accent's so thick, it's like it's just different than yeah. what you hear. Yeah. It's not Bless really. Your heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that. You yeah, know that exactly. Um, yeah, it, that's, it is my job. Yeah. Right, exactly. I was just about to say, like the um, the amount that you had to learn to to. But it's fun learning. It's, yeah, Is exactly. it really a job if it's fun? I don't know. It's not work. It's like fun. <laughs> You're as enthusiastic about this as uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda is about many things. I yeah. Think. yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe Freestyle somebody... Love Supreme. Right. <laughs> I want to see it so bad. Let's now go, I know I'm not going to get to because it's going to be way packed. Mm. It's just on hard. the Today Show. Now it's just... Yeah, it was on the Tonight Show. They did. So it's like, oh, okay. So it's going to be impossible to get tickets. All right. Well, yeah. Lynn Manuel and I should be friends. Let's just go see another hip hop improv show there's plenty to choose from i know at this point um no he's great and uh almost exactly a year younger than me oh interesting so it's okay. always like oh you're doing this well and uh you're basically my age no okay. don't All think right. like that you know different journeys different paths absolutely right? i i definitely preach that i don't practice it as much as i <laughs> preach it <laughs> well, we can start right now right lin manuel miranda great job right. keep up the good work would Neither love to collaborate manual so like <laughs> you know, I've heard Hispanics even say man. I've heard a Hispanic recently. Manuel Miranda. I've heard one say manual though, and manual. I was like, wow, manual. Huh. Like that's not. You should know like, not Emmanuel to do that. Emmanuel right? Lewis. I don't know. <laughs> manual is this like a manual, a, a right, instruction yeah, manual? Right. <laughs> but this is Manuel. Manuel, yeah. But you know, how much do you want to Manuel? Like, are you that guy at the restaurant that's like, yeah, I'll have some quesadillas, please, and uh, a side of tacos? <laughs> that's just taking it to a different 
awful yeah. place. Oh, right? absolutely right. Like, oh, hey, you're from Tejas, well, right? Well, that's what <laughs> Jeb Bush did with guacamole. He was like, guacamole. Yeah, like, yeah. No, yeah. So you don't need to that. Do was that was the whole topic. Florida. That, so it's, it's uh, hispandering. It's right, called, right. You want to like all of a sudden Beto like talks in Spanish. Yeah, when it yeah, I don't know when it comes to doing another language. How much is I know sometimes the accent is considered very uh, important with mm-hmm. it. Uh, and accent is identity. Right. Are you from that place or are you trying to put on a suit for this one thing? Right, That's right. Not a good feeling. Yeah, but if you're speaking it, trying to speak it fluently, what is is there a, a has the gavel dropped? Is, is the, <laughs> the jury judge, still out yeah. on uh, how to do accents when you're trying to speak a language fluently? Like, well, again, it's it's the source recording. Mm-hmm. So, what are you trying to? If you're just trying to learn Spanish, mm-hmm. right? Let's say you pick a Rosetta Stone, right? Mm-hmm. So, Rosetta Stone has two different Spanish. It's Catalan Spanish from Spain, Barcelona, mm-hmm. or it has Latin America, right? So. What do you want to What do you want to learn? So let's say you do Latin America. That's going to be a different accent of Spanish right. and different words. Then. Right. That's why they have two different discs. Right. So if you want to be like that, now you should be watching all the Spanish soap operas and Sabado Gigante <laughs> and Amigos y Rivales and all that stuff. But it's the source. You want right. to be like this source. Yeah. So now you want to be okay. as much like that source as possible. Okay. Copy everything, not just the words, but the accent, the intonations, the musicality. Right. You can need their software called Prot. You can actually take out the words and just listen for the. So the mm-hmm. sentence I just said. That's what Prat would sound like, a sample. Interesting. So if you wanted to learn, in, uh, say, an Irish accent, for example, right? So we're doing a podcast right now, mm-hmm. right? But if you took away the, the actual words, this is what you'd hear. Just music. And you can isolate that music and then put it in at the end, right? It's a track. It's a it's a track because every accent has its own musicality. Yeah. And that leads us perfectly into the end of the podcast where we create oh, something. Is it over? I know. It's been a great talk, but now is the time, obviously, to learn something. Uh, Let's do it. Um, so, obviously, we're going to learn an, an accent. Here. Sure. What do you want to know? That's a good question. You have a dialect coach here. Right, right. So, I'm wondering which I should go with. I feel like Irish, Australian also, That's those are ones I'm very afraid to try. <laughs> Scottish as well. And so that afraid. I feel like maybe I should try one of those. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, well, the easiest, the easiest ones, we could absolutely do a couple. Whatever you want. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> like we said before, the hardest ones are the ones you have no exposure or uh-huh. experience to whatsoever. Klingon, yeah. it's not going to work today. Uh, it's, it's an intense. <laughs> very intense. Southern. You could probably lean in and do it. I could, right? yeah, right. But that being said, British. You could probably do a British accent. And, of course, that has many subdivisions mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. But like a British RP, you could do the Queen's English, right? right. You could definitely do the broadcasters, mm-hmm. newscasters. And that's what I was doing in that scene. I was the improv scene. I was trying to do that kind of thing. And I, I, I'm not going to say I nailed it, but... Do you want to do that one it. among others? We could pick a line. Let's try some others. Let's that try one some I, others. I, I, yeah. Let's do so it. So let's start with Irish. Okay, let's okay, start with like so that first was a thing tough one. we have to do is we have to take a line mm-hmm. that you want to say. Okay. And then we'll do it in your normal accent. And okay. then we'll Irishify it. Okay. So we want to have something with... Let's come up with a sentence with some I sounds in it. So like pie or mm-hmm. or bike or whatever because that's a nice irish sound mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then let's try to come up with something with maybe a t at the end of it mm-hmm. and we'll get this nice little irish flavor let's see okay. if we can have a 
uh, I and a T. So like, could I have a bite? Could I have a bite? Yeah, that's a good. That's a good Irish word line that line. we could make. Okay. okay, so regular Jason accent. Could I have a bite? Great. So now we're gonna take the I sound. Uh-huh. So I and bite have the same sound. We're gonna make that I. I. Yeah, that was good. Bite. That was good, right? Okay. So now we take I and bite. So I. could I? Could I? Have instead of have. have we're gonna make it have. Have. Could I have? Could I have a bite? A bite. But make that T a little less bite. pressure. Yeah, let the air bite. flow. Bite. Bite. So okay, the tongue is doing this thing. So the tongue, mm-hmm. American T is a tongue on palate, and then pressure, pressure, pressure. Uh-huh. We want the tongue to be right, bite. not touch it. Yeah, that's bite. good. That's good. So let okay. the air keep flowing. Bite. 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 Yeah. Oh. Right? So that's called that's a slit T. So now we want to have less pressure there. Uh-huh. Boice. Oh, wow. Think Boice. about your Reebok pumps, right? <laughs> Boice. Yeah, there you Boice. go. So, and then we cut it off as soon as we've made the sound. So, Boice. Boice. Good. So now let's try it all together. Could I have a Boice? Could I? Oi, oi, oi. That's okay. It's okay. I'm very Southern. You're good. Um, could I? Could I? Have a Boice. Could I could have a Boice? Could I have a bite? Have, oh, have. I, I, okay. That's okay, that's okay. Could I have? <laughs> Part of it is like I'm starting to like laugh. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, um, so take. Let's could bring I, it. Could I? Could I have? Could I have a, a bite? Yeah, there you go. And could now, I have a bite? But have. 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 I, yeah. I so it's okay. So, so for ah, we're gonna do ah. Ah. Right, could so, I have a bite? Good. So now all together, we're gonna add the musicality last. Could I so okay. could I have a bite? Could I have a bite? Have. Could I have a bite? Could I have a bite? Could I have a bite? Could I? Could I have, have a bite? A bite. There you go. So now could you have the phonetics down. Okay. So we'll add I? the musicality. It's okay. a yes or no question. Mm-hmm. So we can either say, "Could I have a bite?" Okay. Or because it's like, "Oh, it's your sandwich, right?" No, could I, I could have I a, bite? a bite? Or you could say, "Oh, I know it's your sandwich, but..." Could I have a bite? Mm-hmm. Like just okay. one bite? Okay. Like don't be a stingy. <laughs> so you could do either one. You could say like, could I have a bite? Okay. Could I have a bite? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Right. So now, uh, hey, I got this delicious sandwich. Oh, it's so good. Uh, could I have a bite? Bite. Oh. Could I? <laughs> could I have a bite? Could I have a bite? Have a bite? Yeah, there could you I go. have a bite? How does that feel? I like it. That's I good. like it. I like could it. I it have a bite? Yeah, all right, like, so that's Irish. Okay, all what right. next? What next? We'll this feel like a being phrase. a different person. Yeah, so let's maybe get out of uh, Europe or, okay. or at least England. The, okay. the, you know, sure, sure. UK. Um, let's see. What yeah, is Asia, something? Africa, North and South America, Europe, Australia, Antarctica yeah, and Arctica too. And Asia is dicey. Why? Well, like if, you know, Chinese accent. People are like, but Asia. So Asia right. includes Russian, of course, Chinese, of Indian, right? So everyone forgets the subcontinents of mm-hmm, Asia, mm-hmm. right? Asia is still the whole right. Um, Russia. Let's go. Okay, Russia. let's do a Russia. Okay, okay, so now we'll have a different sentence. We want okay. to pick different focal points of the sound. Let's give you some L's. Okay, because right? L's are great for a Russian accent. <laughs> so uh, talking with your friend uh, Larry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So your friend Larry, uh, yeah, even Larry by itself is a great, there's three sounds in there. So there's an L mm-hmm. where you have more blade of the tongue. Mm-hmm. 
Instead of la la la, you want la la la. Yeah, there you go. Now the a, we just did half a bite, but now it's going to be eh. Eh. Le. Le. Right? So le. Le. Good. So now instead of our r being an American r with the tongue up and back, we want a little tap. So just like you said, like if you say, remember how we talked about letterman? Letterman? How that teeth? Yeah. Okay. That tap you just did when you said letter. Letter. Okay. Yeah, you just did it. You jumped ahead. Oh my God. You're so good. So letter. 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 Oh, wow. Okay. And now the last part is the short Y. So instead of Larry, American, we're going to make it Larry. Larry. Okay. That's it. Right? So now, you can talk to your friend Liri. Liri. Good! Okay. <laughs> oh my god, this is great! Okay, so you can see why I love my job. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so you're now, really, yeah, you're so, good coach. so now, if you have Larry, we mm-hmm. can say whatever else we want. So let's try to make it hard, because I think you're getting this accent. So if you said, um, uh, let's do Larry has, so we'll do Liri has. Ooh, okay. His. 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 But no Z, it's just an S. His. His. Has. Ches. Ches. Right? So the Hess truck, right? Ches. 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 Liri. Liri. Ches. Lice. I don't know. Let's just do it. Liri. Ches. Lice. Liri. Ches. Lice. 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 Right? With that same L. Right. Oh, lice. Liri. Ches. Lice. Lice. Right? So how does that feel? Oh, It's a light You don't want too much ch or else that gets into Hebrew and maybe Arabic. Oh, okay, okay. So just... When just it comes to bit, those, it's a pharyngeal them, squeeze. Like, yeah. It's just a, the throat little, squeezes a little. So it's the difference between like has... blowing on something and making it hot, uh-huh, or right. cold. Okay, right, right. right. Okay, Liddy that's good to know. Letty has lice. Hiss. Hiss. Like the Hiss truck. Okay. Larry has lice. There you go. There you go. I feel bad for Larry. I hope yeah, he gets that checked out. Perry, Larry. But no, that was good, right? It's, it's a problem. We will go check it out at the doctor, and uh, lice is a thing, right? Um, and never make, never share your brush or comb or lice will make your head their home. That's like, I saw that in school on a poster one. <laughs> Let's see. That's okay. I've I don't think I've ever successfully done a Russian. You just did. And I, can't yeah. say that anymore. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm it, and it's interesting. It's it, like part of it is like I've been with myself for so long with yeah. this voice. Sure. That doing another voice is like, oh, there's a whole other person in here. Well, there's a couple of things. There's oh my god, do I even attempt this thing? Well, so, okay. So first, it's like I want to do this thing, right? But right. then it's like, oh god, How do should I, do I even attempt thing? it? Right. That's where I want to be there. Hell yeah, you can do it, and I'll help you do it, right. and you can break it down, and you'll be great at it because. After the, should I attempt this thing, there might be like, oh, but I'll suck at this thing. No, you won't. I'm right here to tell you you won't. I'm your biggest cheerleader. Do it. Right. Um, let's see. What's another one we can do just to round it out? Rule of threes. We'll okay, rule of threes. So let's do... Um, uh, you do. You don't want any Europe because Europe is so different. Especially There's Russian so much. Europe. Yeah. It's okay, just, so Europe, yeah. It's Russian. Uh, okay. We're, oh, um, we're just... Uh, let's see. What do you pick? You're... Um, Plenty of people do Australian. I wonder if we should maybe go... I've been listening to this podcast that's in Canada. Okay. Um, It's called uh, Someone Knows Something. And so I guess there are a couple of podcasts, actually. Okay. And um, so the people with a a Canadian... Okay. I guess I can... Maybe they're in Alberta. 
Yeah, many many provinces. There's so many so. different. Um, sure. So Canada people, is French and English, right. right? So there's some influence there, but yeah, there's there. It's like America almost, where they're like it's a great different place things to going on. He gets reelected. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so let's give you like a an Eastern. Let's give you a Toronto. Okay. Accent, right. So Toronto has. Uh, so it's we're not going to go Quebec because that is a right, French influence, French, right? right? But right. French Canadian different than Parisian French. Right. Uh, so let's give you. Okay. So we want our focal sounds. So let's. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> the thing that gets me is like in listening it. to someone knows something. If I could try to do it, it's like yeah, the yeah. guy's What's sort the of line? Like, What's the line? Oh, he's like someone knows something. It's sort of like what he sort of. There's this thing where it almost sounds Irish. Okay. But it's like, yes. It's, you, but it's Canadian. No, you're correct because the nose, that O, right, o, right, right, is going to be more no, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. and Irish would be no. Also, mm-hmm. so you're right. Your instincts are good. So let's even add an extra sound in there. So some. Uh, okay, here's our line. I'm sorry, but someone knows something. Okay. About that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but someone knows something about that. So say it in regular Jason. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but, but someone, someone knows something, something about, about that. that. That's our line, right? Okay. So now, right away, we make that sorry into sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good. So now we're, that's Canadian. If you uh-huh. said that, you'd be like, oh, what part of Canada are you from? <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But someone knows but someone knows something something about a boot so it's more so it's okay. not a boot it's a not boot. a boot you wear but it's right. close so it's which a, a lot of people do but, that yeah, with the canadian yeah. but they do boot which is not real there's something right before it it's an uh a boat a boat yeah that's okay. it because it's just not about All right. it's a boot a boot that's it okay so i'm Almost sorry like boat is it yeah, more like it, boat than boot but it's it's boot but with an uh in front uh. of it boat Boat, boat. Okay. Got a boat of typhoid fever, right? So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, <laughs> we can leave there? the Russian. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Good. Someone knows. Someone knows something. Something. A boat. A boat. Da da. So it's a nice. Wa- yeah, that was great. <laughs> ah. Ah. Da. Good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry. it's regular R that you normally okay. do. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Someone. Someone knows. Knows something. Something about about that. That. <laughs> all right. So all together. I'm sorry. Someone knows something about a boat. A boat. That. that. Yeah. So the, the sorry and about are the two most Canadian things. Right. Right. So you know when you have them, you gotta hit those hard. Right. right okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Someone, Someone knows something. About a boot, that yeah. And for whatever reason, I wanted to keep doing the what you told me for that with that. Uh, with about for some reason my brain well, was jumbling sounds. those a two, boat, but they're different sounds, of course. That. Yeah, boat, I don't know that. why my brain was just the pushing most, uh, them together. The most but. Canadian phrase I ever heard. I was in Toronto, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, this guy opened up a deli, Kaplansky's. Now they're in the airport. He's doing well. Uh, but I was there on the first day, and I wanted I wanted pasta, uh-huh. and I was like, let me get some pasta, and he, he's like. Oh, he, like he said he didn't have it. And I was like, oh, man, I, that's all I wanted was pasta. And he's like, sorry about the pasta, eh? Like, really? That's the most Canadian thing? Sorry about the pasta, eh? And like, A eh is just one of those, like, am I right? It's one of those 
Canadian things. It's like, all right. Oh, that was like when I met someone from Boston. Uh, I was in a, I was in South Carolina, and they had just driven down, and they were like, <laughs> uh, we heard him speak. He's like, oh, you're, are you from Boston? He's like, oh yeah. They were like, yeah, and they, they said like, we just parked the car, and I was like, wow. <laughs> Didn't those, expect but those that. sounds, those vocal sounds. <laughs> so now, if you know that park the car. Mm-hmm. is a Boston thing. You want to use your eyes whenever possible, right? right? You want to have AR in every single word in the script. There's a very good script with uh, Tina Fey and Rachel Dratch uh-huh. where she's like, ma, they try on clothes in the in the store and she's like, Pat Benatar, Pat Benatar is the best, you take that back. Hit me with your best shot. Like, they're really trying to front load the Boston stuff. But that's what you have to do. Like, especially comedy sketches and right, right. you want to hit it hard. Hard, yeah. Hard. Odd. Right, so they—that's the thing—is like that's a ten Boston, right? right? Not everyone from Boston would take right. it that far, mm-hmm. right? And Good I mean, Will the Hunting departed showed us that they were different. The departed, <laughs> which everyone departed. can't even say it without saying the departed, right? Um, but like real Boston, you kind of want to rein it in a little bit, mm-hmm. like live at a five, right? yeah. Instead of being at a full ten, then you have nowhere to go, right? There's no eleven unless you're Spinal Tap. <laughs> like you want to have room to go up and room to just hide it a little bit if you want to. But living at a five is is good for that. So let's end with um, you know what I always say at the end, but you say there it is, but let's say it in a in an accent somewhere. Oh, nice. Uh, so <laughs> there it is. What's a good there? You could do Russian for there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. Right. Good. A good art tap. There it is. There it is. There it is. Thanks for being here, Jared. Of course. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. It was a real pleasure having him on. He's such a positive and enthusiastic guy. I feel like that's what makes him such a good coach. You could hear it in the interview when I would get something right. He'd be so encouraging about it. So that's great. He's a great coach. And you can take a class of his at the pit. It's an intro to Accents for Improv. And there's one coming up on October 23rd and another next month on November 20th. Find out more and sign up for the class at thepit-nyc.com. And find out more about him on his website website jordanyanko.com and you can follow him on twitter and facebook at accent on jordan links in bio don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on twitter facebook and instagram at there it is pod we have a lot of fun stuff coming up for you some great guests and we're gonna bring the comedy bracket back it'll be up next week be on the lookout for that until next time be good to each other The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 